This is a Woodside Church podcast. Wow, good morning. There's a lot of you today. Yes. I need to dress up every week. This is, this is my uh, Togali shirt. Do you like? Oh, I think it's not bad. It's not bad. Thank you very much. You ever said lovely? Uh, this was made uh, by um, a, a, a woman. I don't know her name, I'm afraid. But, but she, she saw a photograph of the team that went to Nigeria uh, a few months back and decided to make us all matching shirts. So these are t- like team colours, you know. And, and, and she didn't know our sizes, she didn't measure them, so she, she t- shirt, was given a photograph, she knew the size of one of the guys, and then made them all to measure uh, based on the photograph. How impressive is that? So amazing. Well, uh, today, uh, I've been asked, but when I say I've been asked, I sort of encouraged it a little bit. Uh, I wanted to share about a recent trip to West Africa, uh, I've been there a few times over the last few years, and I've mentioned this, so I guess many of you would know this. But this last time I went to Ghana and then on to Sierra Leone. And so lots of things are happening. Uh, uh, many have been asked, many of the, the family have been asking about how did it go. I know numbers of you were able to contribute with gifts or with clothing for the children, and so I took that with me. Uh, it was, uh, so there was lots of reasons, really, to give an opportunity. Rather than just do a notice or something, we thought, well, why don't we use a Sunday morning and share more broadly about what God's doing, what's happened, and our connection into what's happening in, in a part of the world in, in West Africa. So that's what we're doing today. But I wanted it to be more than just you know, Martin's trip to West Africa, as excited as you clearly are for that. I wanted to be more about, hang on, what does this mean to be part of a church that is in the nations? And what does it mean to be part of something that just isn't in the local, as good, as important as that is, but is part of something bigger? So what we wanted to do today is really celebrate uh, what it means to be in a church of Jesus Christ whose uh, life-transforming power impacts our lives but actually it goes to the ends of the earth. That's what we're part of. In fact, Paul, one of the early leaders and writers in our, in our New Testament, put it this way far better than I can. He put it this way in Colossians 1. He said this, We always pray for you, and we give thanks to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. For we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and your love for all of God's people, which come from your confident hope of what God has reserved for you in heaven. You have had this expectation ever since you first heard the truth of the good news. And then he says this, this same good news that came to you is going out all over the world. It is bearing fruit everywhere by changing lives, just as it changed your lives from the day you first heard and understood the truth about God's wonderful grace. So we're part of something that changes our lives, but actually it goes out from us all over the world, Paul tells us. And in fact, the church that 
Paul was writing to, they were experiencing a time when there was lots of, if you like, false teachers, lots of, lots of other things that people were saying to the people of God at that time about their faith was a small, uh, insignificant, in the sort of back alley of, of the Roman Empire. And Paul was saying, no, 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 no. This same gospel that changes your life is going around the whole of the world. And so we can sometimes feel, can't we, that, that what we're doing is uh, ridiculed and not appreciated and not encouraged and affirmed in, in our world. There's many, many false teachers around us in our culture and society. But actually, Paul wants us to know this gospel is going all over the world. And so although I'm going to be sharing primarily about what's happening in West Africa, that is just a small, very, very small example of the gospel of Jesus Christ that is penetrating nations and nations and nations and nations around this world. And what I'd love to do today, as well as I trust helping us all to see that we're part of this bigger picture, I also want to try and land this with some specific situations as well. So we have many people that are already involved in the nations. Uh, Ruth was just mentioning that the impact team are going to Albania this Wednesday. And we didn't plan it like this, but it just so happens it's this Wednesday. And we have many in this family that are uh, are called are, or are involved or are connected to different nations in the world. And so at the end of this morning, I would love to pray with you and for you. We want to affirm what God is doing in you. Sometimes I wonder if we do this enough and say, we see what you're doing as a part of what we are doing because our gospel is going around the world. And so we'd love to do that. We'd love to pray with you. But also today, I want to give an opportunity for anyone who may, maybe for the first time today or maybe of recent, you've been feeling God put the nations on your heart in a way that you've never known before. That actually... Uh, although you have always believed that the world is our parish, you've always believed in, in what, we, what I've just been talking about, the fact that we're part of something that's global, but actually more than that, you feel a sense of calling, you feel a sense of stirring, you, you feel a sense of something. Sometimes we're not quite sure what it is, but you know God's putting nations or a nation on your heart. I'd love to pray with you today as well. In fact, I remember hearing the story of Dan Martin, who's one of ours, one of us, who is now in Turkey, in Istanbul, grew up in this church. And Dan talks about being in a meeting when David Devonish was speaking, one of the leaders from Woodside. And David was talking about being called to the nations and suddenly he felt gripped and felt God speak to him. I think about Turkey in that moment, uh, or the Middle East in that moment, and responded. So I want to give chance for some of us, I think. And we've had people responding every meeting so far. Uh, about this whole area. Now let me begin just by mentioning some of the things that we're already involved in. So when we talk about being all over the world, we can also talk about Woodside being all over the world, different parts of the world. Let me give you some. I will forget. I won't include everyone I know, and apologies for that, but this includes many of us who are connected or involved in different parts of the world. We've got Edith Solomon. Uh, who actually has recently been to Senegal. She didn't know I was going to say this. Uh, Pete's going, look, Edith, Edith. Yeah. Um, it's funny, when I was in Ghana and Sierra Leone, Edith was in Senegal. You know, we were taking, taking West Africa for Jesus. Uh, uh, wonderful, wonderful. Uh, and uh, in fact, at the same time, Heidi Bentley was in uh, the Democratic Republic of Congo, in the DRC. Uh, and so we were in different parts of Africa, 
Woodside was there. But there's other things going on. Albania, of course, Ron and Sue Lee have been serving in Albania for many, many years, doing an amazing work there. We've got the impact team, if we've just heard, uh, going. So we've got four of our youngsters, plus Ruth, Colin, and others going uh, to serve in that area. We've got Dan in Turkey, which I've already mentioned. I know some of you won't know these names, but many of us know them very, very well. We've got other connections. Uh, we've got Samuel and Teresa Luak, who I think I saw. Uh, who've got, got, uh, come from South Sudan and have got an incredible heart uh, and sense of call to that part of the world. And we are so excited about what God is doing in their life and how that's going to work itself out as part of what we are doing in the world. We have many connections to India, in Kerala, of course, but other parts of India too. We have uh, Tim and Catherine Green's son, David Green, and his wife, Nayuri, who have been serving the church in Japan for many years. Pete Solomon, I should have mentioned earlier, has, serves uh, many Arabic-speaking countries. And of course, David Devonish, one of the leaders here, has just come back from China, literally. And before that, he was in Ukraine. Uh, and so we together are all over the world. It's wonderful, isn't it? But there's more that God's got for us. And that's one of the reasons of wanting to underline this whole area. The nations are in us, but it's almost like God is saying, yeah, but there's more. And so we want to pray for those already involved, some of those that I've mentioned, I trust, but also give chance for others to respond and say, yeah, actually, God's doing stuff in me too. So I went to West Africa. That's what I was going to talk about, wasn't I? Uh, The reason for going was to encourage a number of pastors and churches to, in Ghana particularly, to welcome in or or connect a a new church into our family of Catalyst. Uh, We're also open to God opening up new doors, maybe new churches, new situations. Also, I took the clothing suitcases with us and smartphones and other monetary gifts that people had had given me and really wanted to bless uh, those dear people. And we had a great time. Let me show you the map, which I think has come up, which is particularly helpful. Let me stand over here. So uh, if you look at the bottom right, you see Lagos is just just slightly hidden. Lagos is uh, like the cultural and business center for Nigeria. Uh, That is where it used to be the capital, but it's not anymore. But that's where the sort of of, uh, business and cultural and main center is. That's where a guy called Sam Amara is based. Sam is one of the pastors, but he also, with his team, oversees the churches and the work right across in West Africa. In fact, Nigeria, give you an idea, is about 170, 180 million people just in Nigeria. It's huge. That's like the, nearly the size of America, of US, USA. Uh, and so, but then you add in the whole of that, those nations. This is a massive, massive region. Uh, we have just actually planted, or in the process of planting the church into Benin next door, which is very exciting. A guy called John Adon, who leads a church in uh, Nigeria, he's got a a French-speaking part of his church, uh, and they've gone to to Benin. And we're hoping to to plant a church in Togo, which is why I've got a Togolese shirt on. It's a prophetic sign, you understand that. That's what it's all about. Uh, And then Ghana. As I said, I flew into Ghana. I'll come to that in a minute. But we haven't had churches in, in Catalyst in Ghana for a while. We've got one in one of the other parts of New Frontiers uh, with a few others up there. But we really wanted a new presence in Ghana. And uh, praise God, that's happened. Uh, uh, 
Cote d'Ivoire is Ivory Coast in English. Uh, uh, we haven't got any churches there. Liberia in Monrovia in the capital, we've got two or three churches around that area. Sierra Leone, we've again about three churches in Sierra Leone, uh, many around Freetown. Uh, we've got a church in Guinea, uh, in Conakry, and we've, but we haven't got a church in Guinea-Bissau or Gambia yet. But I'm, I'm, I'm telling you this because what the vision is, is to have on all of this coastal region, which is where the major, many of the major cities and conurbations are, we're praying that we would have cities, we have churches in all of those major cities, uh, in all of those nations, right across the coastal part of West Africa. That's the plan. And we've got them in many places already. Also Cameroon, which isn't officially part of West Africa, but we've got a church beginning to relate to us in, in Cameroon, which is next door to, to Nigeria on the right-hand side. It's not even... It's on the map, but it's not, it's not mentioned. And so that's the prayer, is we have churches right away across that region. And then when we establish that strength, we want to push north. And we want to uh, break Jesus famous in the whole of West Africa. Yeah. That's what we're believing for. So it's very exciting. Yeah. Uh, and Sam and his team are doing an amazing work. And uh, it's good fun to be a part of that. So let me tell you a little bit about... What actually happened, I flew first into, into Ghana, into the capital called Accra, and I met uh, this family, and this is Ramos and his family. Uh, Ramos works for a local bank, uh, I think it's the Bank of Ghana, and uh, he also is the pastor of the church. So it's not uncommon for pastors to have two jobs to help fund what they're doing, and uh, he is doing a wonderful work. If you go to the next slide, you'll see some photographs of the church. So uh, on the left-hand side is from the balcony. Uh, notice there's no barriers on the balcony. I noticed that. So health and safety wouldn't. They'd have a field day, I'll tell you. But, um, uh, but the chairs, are, obviously, that's after the meeting. Impressive building. He's, re- he's really led that church and built this work. Uh, he's a young, I mean, young man. Uh, the church also is full of uh, 20s and 30s. Uh, uh, it's vibrant. It's, 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 there's so much potential that you feel is on, on the verge of bursting and has a real passion to plant churches uh, across that, that part of, of Ghana. So really excited to see what happens there. If you go to the next slide, uh, this uh, on the left-hand side is the, is the view from the window from the upstairs of the church. You can see it's quite a uh, very concentrated area. It's a, it's a, it's a very poor area. And on the right-hand side is the centre of Accra. So you see the contrast, just to give you a bit of a flavour. Uh, you've got real poverty, but you've also got, got other parts that are, that are developing. And uh, Ghana is similar to Nigeria in that sense. Um, but, uh, yeah, doing a, doing a remarkable work. So we spent a number of days there, a couple of days, a couple of nights. Uh, I spoke on, uh, on a subject that I trust you've heard me talk on before, being full of grace and full of truth. Uh, and talked about belong, believe, behave. You heard any of this before? Uh, it all went down very well, which is, which is good. Uh, and so that was good. Although my, I've told you about my style has to change. You know, in Africa, so in that part of Africa, you have to, volume equates to passion and belief. Yeah? Some of you know this, you see? And so when, my tendency is sometimes I go, quiet, let me just tell you about this. And see, for me, that draws me in. Maybe it doesn't for you, but it draws me in. <laughs> you're supposed to be impressed by that, but you're not, Okay. <laughs> But, but it, I did that once in, in, in Nigeria, and Sam said, you know, you preach great. However, when you lower your voice, they think you don't believe what you're about to say. So culturally, I had to change, which meant I got loud, 
and demonstrative, and I had a ball, <laughs> frankly. <laughs> so I may bring it in here. I don't know. Let's see how we do. I see how awake you stay. I might get louder, then you'll know. But had a great time, and uh, really feel we're building on a, on a good church and, and, and confident of what God's going to do there. We only stayed there a couple of days. It wasn't the main reason we went to that part of the world. We really went to go on to Sierra Leone, which was where uh, we were holding a conference which we were gathering pastors from a number of nations and it was a time of equipping, strengthening, expansion of, uh, of our work there. And uh, we took a team with us, or I took a team with me and uh, I, mean, I don't know where to stand. Should I stand over here? And now, now I'm in the way here. Okay, so, okay, so on the left-hand side we've got Sam Amar, who I've mentioned. I've got a video of Sam in a minute, which is great fun, so I'll show you Sam in a moment. John Adon, he's the guy who organized the shirts. He's from another part of Nigeria in the red. In the blue is Mamu Sese, who was with us 12 months ago. So Mamu, some of you have met. He stayed with Sam, stayed at our house. Uh, and that was fun. He, he, he hosted the conference. He did really well. Uh, John Kempster is from Milton Keynes, Grace Church Milton Keynes, one of the elders there uh, in the Czech shirt. In the blue is a guy called Dave Nunn, who is with Adrian in, um, in Kettering. And Dave Nunn has worked into West Africa with his wife, Leslie, who grew up in uh, Nigeria, actually. So he was a great resource, great fun to be with. And then Jonathan in the orange, uh, that's Jonathan Nathan. Uh, I've mentioned about Jonathan and his wife, Lydia, before. Uh, his wife is a nurse, but there was a ministry of error and showed that she wasn't being paid uh, and probably hasn't been paid for over a year. Uh, and also, to add to that, Jonathan's church can't afford to pay for him. So they've had a really, really tough situation. The good news is, is that uh, we heard when we were there that the, the hospital has started to pay her. And so that's, that's real good news. They haven't backdated it, which is what they were hoping, which wasn't such good news. But at least she's being paid. Um, and that's Tim Gannon. He's also from Milton Keynes. He leads the team with, with Jonathan. And then to my left is, is a guy from Guinea called James uh, Baker. He came with his wife, Caddy, and, and their one-year-old daughter, Lydia. Actually, I think she was six months old, Lydia. She's beautiful. If you do the next slide, I think you can sort of see. Uh, so on the right-hand side next to me is James. And can you see Lydia in the, in, in the yellow? She's gorgeous. Um, and uh, just stunning people and passionate for God. Let me, let me show you. Oh, I didn't do the video of Sam, did I? Let me show you the first video of Sam. Then he sort of says, Hello, Woodside Church. This is Sam Amara, your friend and partner in West Africa. I just want to say a big thank you for supporting us financially, encouraging us with your prayers, and standing with us through, uh, throughout this conference. We know some of you were even watching us in Facebook Live and sending wonderful messages to us. We want to thank you for the partnership. Your support is touching many life across West Africa. The clothes you send to us are spread across West Africa encouraging people. The scholarship schemes you started in Lagos are spreading it at all over West Africa in order to lift the poor. We just want to say thank you. Thank you very much also for giving us and uh, your pastors to come and serve us. Martin Tibet and his team. They are so amazing and they have really, really served us so well. 
and uh, Martin, I must just salute him specially because he brave it to Ghana. We were in Ghana together and see amazing people in Ghana, and now we are still alone for almost one week now. You have given us your borrowed us your pastor. I want to say thank you and thank you and thank you. God bless you, and I want to ask you please to come along with us. Keep on partnering with us. Uh, November six to ten, Grace Festival in Lagos. I will want to see many of you to Lagos. And 2021 Grace Conference in Guinea Conakry. Plan for it and be with us. Thank you and God bless you. <laughs> Isn't he great? Did you hear you've all been invited to Lagos in November? So let's all go, eh? That will be fun. In fact, David Devonish is coming with me in November to Lagos. And so we're really looking forward to that. That's the other event that, that, that Sam runs that we connect with. Uh, Sam, also, you may have heard him mention, uh, saying, expressing thanks for the clothing that we sent for the children. I wish you could have all been there when we gave the clothing. Uh, you know, these guys are really poor. And, and this is hu a huge deal. And so you, you get a suitcase of, of brand new clothing for children. It's just, it's, it's, it blows their mind. So thank you for those of you who have been involved in that. And the smartphones, I mean, they use technology a lot, obviously. Uh, and also mention about the child sponsorship. There's something, we sponsor 10 children, and we're looking to roll this out again in September. Numbers of families have said, yeah, I want to sponsor a, a child. We'll be doing that again. So maybe uh, others will want to get involved. Uh, but yeah, it was a, it was a fantastic time. Let me just talk about some of the highs and lows uh, of the trip. Uh, the highs were high. The highs were high. Uh, it was a time of great encouragement uh, in Ghana and Sierra Leone. And so we really feel that what we're building there is something of strength. One of the things that I've learned over just over the last few years in West Africa is, is there are many churches in many of the nations. It's, you go in, in some parts of Nigeria, you know, there's churches, it feels like on every corner. But they're not churches in the main like ours in terms of the sort of uh, gospel that's being communicated. So, for example, and this isn't to criticize anyone, but what some would describe as the prosperity gospel from the States and from other places is very prevalent. Uh, in, 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 in parts of West Africa. And so the sort of churches that we're building is different to what is on offer. Uh, now, I'm, I don't want to get, you can probably tell, I don't want to get into criticizing anyone, that's not my point. Uh, what the point I'm trying to make uh, is that we are, we're, we're trying to plant churches that are like ours in the sense of, on, on a foundation of grace, word and spirit churches, full of truth, full of grace, all the sort of things that we would know. That's what Sam and the other leaders want to see replicated. Because there was a, there was a prophetic word given to New Frontiers churches that we're part of, this wider family, many years ago that said that we are to be involved in changing the expression of Christianity around the world. So this is our way of outworking with many others that I've already mentioned about how we are changing the expression of Christianity. Say, this is the gospel as we understand it. And of course, if you're in a poor situation and the, the gospel is, 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 is um, framed around health and wealth, which is what the prosperity gospel is, you can understand that's very attractive, but also can be very damaging. And so we, we, we're involved in, in saying that this is what we're believing. Uh, God bless others, but this is what we are involved in. Many highs. Uh, churches are being planted. Uh, 
uh, new churches are gathering and connecting with us. The one in Ghana particularly was, was a real delight. Uh, children are being sponsored in, in, in the school that Sam mentioned. But there, were, there real, were real lows. There were real challenges as well. So, so some of the things that came out, as I've mentioned about Jonathan Nathan, still isn't being paid by his church. And that's not going to change. They, the, the, the church is too poor to be able to fund for itself. But I, then I also found out, which is a shock, and I hadn't realized, but for the last 18 months, Sam's church hasn't been able to afford to pay for Sam. And I'm sat there thinking, we would never, I trust, allow this to happen in this country. It just wouldn't even enter our, our mind that we wouldn't um, pay for our pastors. And uh, so we were very challenged by that. Uh, and so much so that I shared this with a number of churches, about 10 churches that I serve in Catalyst, in what's called a hub of churches. And uh, really to share, look, guys, this is something that we can partner with here in, in, in how can we best support them. So the two, the, the guys, are like Jonathan and Tim and others, they're from some of the churches that, that are connected. And we talked, actually, we've talked with Sam and the other pastors there, look, how best can we serve you? Because uh, they're very good with the whole area of money. They, they, they have such integrity on this. And they do not want to go down the line of being dependent on, on the West or, or on us. They, they, they know that's, that's not a route to go down, but there are genuine challenges. And so what we have discussed and agreed that we want to go down the route of, of helping them to set up small businesses in order that they can, the pastor would run a small business that would help to fund his ministry. Uh, and so that's the line we're going down. And in fact, I talked with the other leaders in the hub uh, they're catalyst pastors in the UK and numbers are coming back to me already saying, look, we want to help on this. We want to help on this. So I think together we can do that. Uh, and we want to, certainly two, maybe three of the pastors, we want to help in that situation. We're also talking with those churches about the child sponsorship. Uh, so that's a real, uh, a real practical way that we're not just helping a child, we're helping the church, which is helping the pastor. Uh, so some of the pastors, that there isn't a small business opportunity that they could get involved in that the, the, the people are too poor but what would really help is if we helped to fund a child uh, so there was there was loads there was other things we found out one of the the guys who i'd met before six months ago uh, and found out that he can only afford to eat once a day uh, and in fact when he eats he eats all the wrong stuff sort of carbohydrates if you like just to fill his stomach uh, and i noticed he's put on weight so at first I was thinking this doesn't make sense, but then of course it does make complete sense. And so there's, you know, I want to give you a, there's great stuff going on and they are full of joy and full of love for God. And uh, when they worship, it's party every, every moment, but in the midst of real, real challenge. But there's things that we can do. And so that's something that we're doing as a hub. So Woodside are going to contribute to that. We've already discussed as a team and we think there's ways that we can do that. And so the giving that, that many of you are committed to here, uh, some of that will go towards how we're going to help these pastors and, and, and help them set up these small businesses. In addition to that, one thing I wanted to mention is that in a couple of weeks' time, we want to have a special offering. We actually want to do something that's happening in all the Catholic churches, a special offering on the 16th of June, uh, which is a chance for us 
to give generally to the global work of New Frontiers, sorry, of Catalyst. And so that is something we were doing. And a few weeks after that, we we're going to go to a leaders' conference, and all the churches are going to sort of pour their money together. And some of that will go to West Africa, many of it will go to other places as well. So I wanted just to give you a chance to pray about that and seek God for that. Let me just show you one more slide, and, uh, and then I'd love to to give opportunity for us to, to pray together. Let me just show you this last slide. This happened on the last few days, and it was, you know, I, I'd been, um, next one? You know, I'd been, I'm always moved when I go to West Africa because of their joy in God, in the midst of really difficult situations. Uh, and that's just like the general thing. And then I met this guy here called Pastor Lamin. I met him and his wife, and he leads a church that is in the community in, in Freetown, which a couple of years ago had the mudslide disaster, which was on our news programs, if you may. Remember that? A thousand people lost their lives overnight in this mudslide. And you can see from his church building, you can see on the side of the hill where the mudslide came down. And when I met him, I discovered that 11 of his congregation died in the mudslide. And so it's not like it just didn't just happen there. It happened very personally for them as a church. And so I was chatting to him and his, and his wife, and they built an amazing work. And I said to him, I said, how on earth did you, are you coping? And how on earth did your church react or cope or process uh, or walk through what, what, what has happened? Because you know, everyone knew numbers of people who had lost their life, plus there was 11 in the church. And he said, he said, well, you're, he said it's, been, it's been really hard, but he said, uh, words to the effect, he said that, that the church has flourished in the midst of this disaster. And he explained how because the church responded and the church cared for the community, and we actually, New Frontiers, gave financially to this moment. And he said because Christian, Christians rallied around, uh, the, the church has grown as a result. And in fact, more lives have been blessed and more lives have been changed through an awful, awful situation. And so he just testified of God's faithfulness in the midst of tragedy. And I'm sitting there thinking, I know nothing. I know nothing about challenge and circumstances. And most of us, not all of us, I know some of your stories, most of us cannot relate to that. And that's, I don't want to minimize our challenges. That's not my point. But the the, the take-home would be in the midst of the hardest of situations, God is there. So take that home. In the hardest of your situations, God is faithful and God will carry you through. That's what I got from Pastor Lamin. And then him and his wife, his wife runs an amazing women's ministry, which is very well known in Sierra Leone. They then said, do you know, we love New Frontiers. We've loved New Frontiers for years. How do we partner with you more closer, closely? How do we become part of a Catalyst church? And so they're going to come over to the, to the um, Catalyst Festival next year because uh, they want to run with us. And I'm thinking, I want to run with you. <laughs> yeah? So uh, it's important. I don't go there thinking I'm a great blessing. I go in there to be blessed and to be encouraged. But I know there's some things that I do and we can do. So God has called us to go all over the world. Amen? Amen. And whether you get directly involved in that or not you are a part of that we are a part of that and I want want you and I to know that deep but I 
do believe that there are those that particularly God says, but I'm calling you to play this part, and that's part of us. I want you to get involved in that nation. I want you to serve that person in that nation. I want you to think about going to that nation. And I want to give opportunity to pray for all those that are already involved and those that are wondering, maybe God's placing this on my heart. And you may not know any details. You may not know what happens next. I would say you don't need to know all the details. But if you think God's stirring you and provoking you and saying, whispering into your ear, my encouragement is to respond uh, for prayer and we'll pray with you and then we can see what God does is that alright so let's stand together I just want to pray for us all stand if you can and then I'll ask those two groups those already involved and those who are wondering whether they might be involved in the future to come forward so let's pray first together oh Father Father we thank you for Pastor Lamin and his wife. We thank you for how they, um, in the midst of great tragedy, have drawn strength from you and have brought comfort to, to many, many others in their community. Lord, we thank you that they are living proof, if we needed it, that you are alive, that you are working through your church and through your people. We thank you that your grace is always enough. Lord, we pray for them. We pray for Pastor Lamin and his wife and his church family. Lord, would you bless them? Would you help them to to be all that they're called to be? Would you give them great strength and help us in this growing partnership and friendship? Uh, Lord, it's wonderful that you bring these sorts of people to us and we connect and there's things that we can do to strengthen one another. God, we pray for them. And we pray for the others that we've seen, Sam and the other leaders across West Africa. God, we thank you for them. We thank you that today they gather in their churches and they serve many hundreds and thousands of believers and they're involved in partnering with us and seeing your gospel extend in West Africa and beyond. God, we thank you that we are part of something going on all around the world. God, I thank you for the many people that are already involved in different nations that are a part of the Woodside family, broader than West Africa. Lord, I thank you that we can name nations in different continents that we are connected to, that we are touching, that we are partnering with. God, we pray, would you continue to do something in Woodside, that that, that thing in our DNA, which is something for the nations, will grow and grow and grow. God, would you help us? Would you send more people to the nations from this church? Would you strengthen ties and connections to many nations from this church? God, we thank you for what you've done so far, but Lord, we pray for more. We pray that we would have more stories to tell and more names to celebrate and more heroes of our faith that have gone and gone and gone again. God, we thank you for those who have gone before. We thank you for those who are involved already. But Lord, bless this. Bless this work in order that we can partner with you seeing the fruit of the gospel go to the ends of the earth. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Just as we stand, if you're already involved or have got a love for or connection with a nation or others in other nations, would you like to come forward now? I'd love to pray with you now. There's numbers of you in this room. I won't name you by name, but I can see numbers of you. And so please come forward. But also, if you are wondering whether God's calling you, or just provoking you, not quite sure what it means, then we would love to pray for you this morning as well. Would you like to come forward? God, we thank you for what you're doing in these men and women. 
We thank you that this is something that's from the Father. We thank you that you are birthing and have birthed passions, desires, burdens for you and for your nations. God, we thank you for their willingness to respond to you. We thank you for their trust in you. And we thank you for the deposit of the Holy Spirit on and in them to equip them to do all that they, you have called them to do. God, we pray right now for an increase of your spirit and of your grace in their life in order that they would fulfill all that you have prepared for them. Lord, I pray that where there needs to be clarity and direction, Lord, would you bring that to them? Would you make the path clear? Would you make the questions and the obstacles clear? Lord, we pray where there's been conflict in the past and misunderstanding. I'm not quite sure what this means. I thought this is for someone. When there's been conflict or misunderstanding in the past, God wants to bring healing and he wants to bring a new way forward. A new way forward. We say, God, would you bless these folk? Would you bless them? We say, come Holy Spirit. Lord, we are reminded that Jesus, you said that without you, we can do nothing. So Jesus, we're relying on you. This is your mission, your work, worked out through us. But we want to partner with you, Jesus. We want to run a race with you. We don't want to hold back. We don't want to go to the left or to the right. We want to go faithfully into all of your purposes. So Jesus, we give ourselves to you afresh. We say, God, have your way. Have your will. May your kingdom come through these men and women, we pray. In Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. I just encourage you, just keep praying for these guys. And uh, we will uh, finish what we're doing. Uh, Just to say, God bless you. Thank you for coming. I hope this landed okay. Never quite sure when you share. Well, that was nice for Martin. I hope it's felt more than that. Uh, God bless you. And uh, see you next week. You've been listening to a Woodside Church podcast. For more information, visit woodsidechurch.com.